0: welcome back to the hollywood dreammaker podcast i'm your host billy gallo and today i'm recording my 78th episode so first i want to thank all you listeners out there you know it's been amazing you know during the the pandemic i decided to create this podcast i didn't know anything about podcasts i just knew i wanted to share my voice i you know my studio my manhattan active studio was closed to the public because of the pandemic And I was like, how do I share what I, you know, what I teach here at the studio um, with the doors closed and the podcast idea came up and I created it. And it's one of the top 2% of all podcasts globally. I'm, I'm really proud to say that I have 78 episodes. I've had amazing guests, Academy Award winners, Golden Globe winners, Emmy Award winners, you name it. I've had them on my podcast. I have some great guests coming But today I wanted to record a solo podcast because I currently got cast in a TV show called General Hospital. And I want to tell you how this all came about. You know, when I opened up the school eight years ago, I told my agents that I, you know, I didn't want to be submitted for anything because I did not have time. I was very busy here at the studio and I found my true passion, you know, teaching the craft of acting and being the guide. And for me, it's been so rewarding, I, you know, as an actor, when I was, you know, booking TV shows and doing movies and stuff like that. Yeah, I was living the dream. And, and, and I've done it for many, many years. I mean, I came out in 1984 and, you know, I've been a working actor ever since. And, you know, I just got to I was doing it kind of maybe for the wrong reasons. It was, you know, about proving people wrong. It was there was an ego thing, you know, it was about needing to be loved. And, you know, you get the fame and you get the success and stuff like that. And you realize that the, the acting doesn't fill that hole. And for me, something was missing. And I found it when I found teaching, teaching the craft and and helping others achieve the dream. That's why I opened up my school. And that's why I created the Hollywood Dream Maker podcast. I don't do this podcast to make money. I'm not, it's it's really about me giving back. It's me leaving this behind for you, the listener out there. So I'm really grateful to you listeners out there for, for tuning in and listening, you know, and, and if you haven't, you know, please go to um, YouTube and look, type up inside the Manhattan Actors Studio and subscribe to that. You know, it's the video element of the podcast. And there's also a peek inside my classes. So about, I think it was February or actually in January, I, I wrote a list of my goals, you know, and I do that with my actors every year. I, I, we sit down, we create vision boards and we write down a list of goals that you want to achieve and action steps to make those goals a reality. So if you haven't listened to that po- podcast, you want to check it out. You know, it's it's really creating your 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 life map whatever you want in life you can achieve you know you just have to really see it and and really go after it like you mean it with a vengeance and don't let anything stop you so my new year's resolutions for 2023 were were pretty simple i said one i i said i wrote down i'd like to get back in front of the camera and uh, i said i want to produce my film i wanted to write uh, um my book and these, uh, I wanted to stop drinking and getting in good shape. And, you know, I, and when I look at my goals now, we're in April now, and, you know, all of those goals are coming to fruition. One, I am on General Hospital right now. And it came about my, I was filming my digital course, which is going to be released real soon. But I was doing the episode where, I'm teaching actors how to self-tape, and I've had a lot of success with self-tapes. I've been doing self-tapes before self-tapes were even a thing. You know, way back, you know, before there was any self-tapes, I would put myself on tape for projects that I, they wouldn't let me in the door. And I would get that audition and and I would get the part. I mean, there was a the time I was doing NYPD Blue. And I had a a huge guest starring role on the show. And I played a son of a mafia boss who was a psychopathic killer. And I killed a bunch and I was gay and I killed a bunch of people. And um, shortly after I found out they were casting another character on the show, which was a guest starring role. And this guy was a completely different character. His name was Romeo Rodriguez and he was a a Puerto Rican ex-con. that came out of Rikers Island and he was suicidal. And it was just a meaty role and I wanted in on it. a friend of mine had to audition for it and I read the material so I asked to, to get in on it, and they wouldn't let me in. So a friend of mine had a camera, and I decided to shoot it and send it over to casting. Well, casting loved myself, tape. They brought me in, and I got that part. And, you know, usually a primetime TV show like NYPD Blue, they usually don't let the same actor on on um, to play a different character. Because, you know, the fans are like, wait a second, isn't that the same guy? But I proved to them that I can play another character. And I didn't even look like, you know, the, the, the two characters completely different. One had an accident and they were both like, if they met each other on the show, they'd probably kill each other. But, you know, I've been doing self-tapes before self-tapes were a thing. And so I, I was filming a course on how to self-tape, talking about framing, talking about lighting, talking about, you know the, you know, the proper sound wardrobe, hair, makeup, I mean, you pretty much have to become a little movie producer. And I believe that's how you outwork, out-prep, out, prep, out the other actors auditioning because casting are getting bombarded now with self-tapes. And a lot of them are really bad self-tapes. You know, the wrinkled curtain, the actor with the sides in the hand, you know, poorly lit, bad sound. They're skipping through those. Skip, 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 boring, next, 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 till they hit one. That they go, wait a second, there's something special about this. You could see the the effort. If I'm playing a serial killer, you know, I don't want to have a blue background uh, or a purple background. I want something real, a gray wall. I want to be in the wardrobe of the the character. I want to have the hair, the everything. I want to serve it up. So they see it and they go, oh my gosh, that's the character. So while I was filming, though, my agent called me up and I haven't heard from my agent in a long time because I pretty much told him I, I'm not you know interested in doing anything. I don't have time. I'm book solid here at the Manhattan Actor Studio and I don't have time to audition. But, you know, he called me, said, you know, you really should go in on this thing. It's for a general hospital. And I was like, yeah. Nah. listen, I did general hospital 20 years ago. I had a recurring character. I played Sammy Tagliani on it. I played a, a mobster that was coming into Port Charles trying to take over uh Sonny Corinthos' territory. And I had a nice role on the show and you know, been there, done that, got the t-shirt to prove it, got the IMDB credit, and, and I was not really interested. But he said, you know, it's it's a it's like a three-month run. You should do it. You should and and I didn't really want to do it, but I said, you know what? Since I was doing this self-tape. Course, I said, let me use it as uh, you know an example. So I recorded it as I was doing the self tape. I I recorded, and I think we did two or three takes from it. And I, you know, I I explained during the uh, the class on how to frame and how to light and all the good stuff. And I sent it out. And then my agent literally called me the next day and said, "Hey, they want to offer you the role." And at first, I was like, "I don't think I want to do this." You know, I I was. it's it's really going to cost me money i mean i'd have to cancel you know right here at the manhattan active studio is just me and i'd have to cancel my my days and my classes and it just didn't make sense to me business-wise and i've been there done that or whatever but i said you know what let me do it and i you know that when i auditioned for it there was a good scene it was a really meaty scene and i was excited to play that character to play that scene. Well, what happens is I, I decide to do it and I show up to Hollywood and I show up to Prospect Studios. And, you know, the scene that that I originally auditioned for, um, that was nowhere to be seen. Now they had me standing around, I'm playing the the, the henchman of the the, the villain, the, the main character on the show. And they had me really kind of as a glorified extra standing around, you know, uh, looking tough. And at first, it was like, what am I doing here? You know, my ego, whatever. I don't know what it was, but I was really starting to question my, my choice, why I, I did this. And then they started writing me in and writing me, you know, a couple of scenes that character might come in. And, and what I found was is, uh, and, and the, the reason why I'm doing this podcast is I want you actors out there to know the process of, of what it feels like to do a, a show like this. You know, General Hospital, one, has been on for 60 years. Um, I feel blessed that I have been a part of that tradition and and that they actually brought me back to play a completely different character. My last character got shot and killed. and now I'm playing a a new character on a show called Watkins. It you can tune into Hulu and watch me on on General Hospital. Um but you know, they started introducing my character gradually, and then, um I found that, Things have changed drastically because of the pandemic, because I remember 20 years ago, working on the show was a lot of fun. There was, uh, you know, the actors would, you know, this is before the pandemic, so there was no mask. And, you know, there was the actors would rehearse together and, you know, we'd we'd get to do it a few times. And, you know, there was there was just it was it was playtime. It was fun. And, you know, now working on the show, it's it, it. I guess because of the pandemic, you know, there's still the the mask you know, in place. So, you know, you have to wear your mask all day long and you pu- you have your little dressing rooms, which are, you know, I, I don't want to talk shit, but they're like little hole wall, little jail cells. And you're sitting in there and you're waiting for, you know, announcement to come over the, the, you know, the, the speaker saying, uh, you know, we need you on stage. Uh, We're shooting, you know, scene number 56 and you have to go up to stage with your mask on and you really don't get a chance to rehearse. I mean, there, there is, there there is no rehearsal process. You know, you may go through a a quick blocking and then they take your mask off and, you shoot it and they go five, four, three, two. And, you know, it's like one take. I mean, they're, before I think they would do, uh, you know, an episode in a day, but now they're doing three in a day. And they're, they're it's just, they're I think they're overloaded with work and they're just trying to get these episodes out. So the fun was gone for me. And I started feeling the pressure of it. And I started getting in my head, and you know I always tell my actors when you're in your head, you're dead. You know when you're in your heart, you're smart. When you're in play, but you know I've I haven't been doing uh, you know uh, any acting in front of the camera. I mean I, I'm acting all day long here with my my students. You know I'm their scene partners and I'm directing, but I haven't been in front of the camera in a while, so you know, that little voice in your head, that that little fear, that doubtful voice starts to creep in. And you got to be really careful to guard the gates of your mind and not let that noise come in. You know, I showed up to set and the stage manager pretty much said, listen, uh, you better know your lines because this is a moving train here and you don't want to be the guy stolen the train. You know, you're out if you're stolen the train. So, When you get that and, you know, the other actors you're working with are in their mass, I mean, there was no really, not warm and fuzzy, Um, you know, you start getting in your head and you're waiting backstage for your cue and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I better not forget my line because I'm going to get fired. And, you know, so it's really easy to start getting into your head. And I literally had to check myself and go, listen, Billy, stay out of your head, stay in your heart and play. And, you know, don't try this is, you know, uh, don't try to do too much. You know, I mean, I teach my actors all oh, loaded up previous circumstance, ticking clocks, sensory conditions, this, that, and all of this stuff. But, you know, when you're working on a show like this, it's just literally say the words, say the lines and don't act and just be real and listen. And that's what I did on the show is is just really kept it really simple. And, you know, apparently they were very happy with my work on the show But, you know, it was it was I had to get out of my own way. And a couple of ways I did that was, you know, when I was sitting in that dressing room, when my little voice started creeping in my head and, you know, little Billy and, you know, fear and doubt and whatever, I had to train myself to get out of that little voice and step into my power, step into the guy that I train every morning, the beast, the gladiator, the warrior, the one that's not, you know, not the warrior, the warrior that steps up. You know, I train him on a daily basis. You know, first thing in the morning is I take a cold shower. No. And I step in there and I tell myself, I affirm who I am. You know, I'm the little Billy doesn't want to get in there. He wants a hot shower. I go, no, 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 no. We're not listening to you. The beast loves cold water. And, and I've been training that beast to show up. So when I got to my dressing room, and as soon as I took off my Billy's clothes and I stepped into the wardrobe of the character, then I got to free myself up because it wasn't Billy. I was no longer Billy. I was Watkins. And that's what I want you actors out to do out there is I want you to remember it's not you. So remember, just if you create a character and you know who your character is, and once you step into the shoes of the character and you, the, the way the character moves... I decided my character was a Black Panther, you know, so I they described them as an ominous character, you know, in the in the background. So I, you know, started looking at Black Panther videos and I found some behavior. And then I talked to the wardrobe lady and I said I wanted to be dressed all in black. And I did my backstory for my character. And I know, you know, I knew everything there is to know about my character. So when I stepped into the character, it was no longer me and the noise went away. Okay, So that's how you free yourself of the noise. You step into the shoes of your character and you become the character. and you're you're present in the moment. you're listening because some of these actors, and i got I gotta give a big shout out to some of these actors. I mean, some of the actors that I work with on General Hospital are some of the most talented actors because, I mean, I'm watching them do pages and pages of monologues and, and literally being able to get it on one take and move on. And sometimes I would watch the actor that I was working with, you know, they'd hand him some new pages and he, he never even seen them. But by the time we got to five, four, three, two, one, he knew his lines. You know, some of the actors would be would be able to turn those tears on in, in a moment's notice. You know, I'm talking to them and then five, four, three, two, one, and the tears are rolling down their face, man. So these actors are very well-trained. They're literally working their craft on a daily basis. You know, when I was producing a film in 2000 in New York City called Kings of Brooklyn, I was looking at cast and, and I was holding auditions in New York City. And I cast a couple of actors that were on soap operas because they were the best actors that came into the room. They were the most prepared. So, you know, the biggest takeaway I learned uh, working on, on, on the soap opera was it's all about preparation. You have to be prepared. You have to know your lines. You cannot be searching for your lines. Okay, so that means doing the work. Well, how do you learn your lines? Well, you write them down, right? You write them down. I believe when you write them down, you invite them into your brain. When you write them, you invite them into your brain. You know, just going over them and, and making doing the work, making the choices, but really knowing the work. so you, you're not worried about the lines because if you don't know your lines and they go on five, four, three, two, one, and there's cameras you know four cameras on you and there's a bunch of crew and there's a bunch of people watching you and you're really worried about remembering your line, you're you're in trouble. So you know, really you want to be prepared. okay, And that starts now. Okay, before you get cast on the show, you guys, you should be in class, you should be, you should be working on your craft, you should be, if you can't afford to be in class, you should be going online finding a monologue, and working on it and filming it and filming it yourself working on your self tapes, you know, because that's how you're going to work as an actor. So you don't want to be the actor that I only act when I get the audition. That's not going to work, okay? You want to be the actor that's constantly training every day. Find something, a piece of material that you can work on. Read Shakespeare, you know, read poems, whatever it may be, try to memorize a piece, start training yourself to be able to pick up a piece every day and memorize it. Because when you get on a show like that, you have to be able to pick up that material, know your lines and be able to deliver and like I said, if you can't deliver, it, they're going to find somebody else who can. Okay, so there's a you know it, there's a lot that goes into uh, you know working on a show like that. You know, people see these shows, and you know they're fans. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I now being on the show, you know, I was kind of downplaying the fact that I was on General Hospital. I was like, oh, you know, I'm on a soap opera, you know. That was maybe my ego going, you know. I, I don't know what it was, but I was downplaying. I, I, I didn't even tell anybody that I was on on the soap opera, and then I, I you know, I, I realized I, I'm on a show that's a tradition that's been on one of the longest running dramas on television for sixty years. I mean, I grew up watching that show. I remember when I was a little boy, my mother was watching the show, and there was a Luke and Laura. You know, there was a rape scene on the show, and I was like, boy, I couldn't believe I was watching this on TV. And that was, you know, I was like 13. And here I am, you know, 43 years later, I'm working side by side with the actress that played Laura on the show. And I'm, I got to kind of pinch myself and go, you know, Billy, this is the dream come true, right? You had a dream. You wanted to be an actor. Well, here you are, you're on set. And I had to stop and go, why are you downplaying this? You know, be proud of it. This is this is you had a dream and you made the dream a reality. And it was a great, you know, for me, you know, not having done it in a while, I I started second guessing myself, doubting myself. And it was a big confidence boost. Like the first audition that I got, I booked that part. So I know what I teach works. You know, I know my 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 course on on self tapes, you know, it, when it comes out, you definitely if you're an actor, you definitely want to watch that course because, you know, it's really going to help you how, you know, I, if you will go back to a podcast I did about self tapes, the art of self tapes, you can go back and listen to that episode. And there's so much great information. But, in you know, in the digital course, I talk about lighting and I do a walkthrough and I and I really guide you through the whole self tape process. So I highly recommend that you you get the digital course when it comes out. And it's just been a, a real wake up call, you know, one that don't listen to the voice, the little noise in your head that's going to tell you, you know, you're not good. You're this, that, that. It's just noise. You got to guard the gates of your mind and know that you were created a masterpiece and this talent was given to you and it wasn't given to you if you you couldn't achieve the goal. So the goal is it's there. It's it, You can achieve it if you believe it and you go after it like you friggin' mean it with a vengeance, you can make the dream a reality. I'm living proof that, you know, the dream comes true. Okay, I'm the kid who came out to Hollywood at 18 with 200 bucks in my pocket, a one-way ticket, didn't know a soul out here. And I've been a working actor ever since. Okay, so one of the things that I found during this whole auditioning process was one, I really didn't care. You know, when I, when I auditioned for this thing, I wasn't like, Oh my gosh, I really want this thing. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I, I'm not. So, you know, if you can free yourself up and just do it for the work and and to play and to have some fun and create a character and and not trying to get the part it's I'm just, I already got the part. It's just me having fun. I'm going to, you know, put the wardrobe on, I'm going to frame it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to shoot it and I'm going to have some fun I'm going to let it go. And I truly believe that's why I got that part, is that I wasn't desperate for it. I wasn't like, I need this. I want this. You know, it's, it's really about letting it go and, and doing your best work and having fun. And that's what you should be doing on any one of your auditions. You don't want to go in there trying to get anything or, or desperation. They can smell that a mile away. But if you truly go and go play and have fun, then they're going to have fun watching you. I mean, that's truly the secret. I mean, that's why they call it, you know, players in the theater. It's playtime. right, so I want you to play, have fun. You love acting. Well, just when you get a piece of material, you wanna play and you wanna be present, right? And you wanna like create a character and you wanna make all those choices and you wanna have fun. Because when you're having fun, the audience is having fun. That casting director is having fun. So one is really about being prepared, okay? You have to be working on your craft right now because all your preparation is going to come an opportunity, an audition is going to come up and you're going to be ready. And it's when that preparation meets that opportunity is when you get lucky and you land a show. And, and now I'm on a show and I'm, I'm grateful and I'm learning a lot being on the show. And the biggest lesson is, you know, you want to be 150 percent. You want to be ready to go. And that means, you know, really going to work. And for me, I I had to like really kind of check myself up because I, I like to drink coffee in the morning, right? And I found that you know I, I would drink a couple of cups of coffee, and that does not work when you're working on a TV show. Um, I know it doesn't work for me, so you you want to make sure that you never overcaffeinated when you show up to a set, because what happens is when you when you have all that caffeine in your body. And then the excitement kicks in, the adrenaline kicks in, it, it's possible for you to redline. Okay. So if you're tired, right, and you don't drink that coffee, and then that adrenaline kicks in, then you're going to be at, at the perfect level. Okay. So be aware, you don't want to be taking too much caffeine. I mean, I switched to to tea. Um, and, you know, I cut out stuff in, of my life that, you know, I felt was holding me back, like alcohol. You know, coming home, maybe wanting to have a glass of wine or having a cocktail after work, after a long day's work. Well, you know, that doesn't work either. You know, you want to have a clear mind, okay? So you want to cut out all that stuff, that negative stuff in your life. And you'll be surprised once you start cutting out all that negative stuff, some really good stuff starts happening, especially if you you're, you're, have a clear channel to manifest all those things that you want. Since my channel is clear, I've noticed that so many beautiful things are coming to fruition. You know, those those dreams, those things that I wrote down on, on that list, they're all coming to fruition, every one of them. So, you know, maybe you want to check and look at your list or your goals for, you know, 2023, and maybe you got derailed, right? Maybe you kind of fell off the tracks. Well, maybe it's time to get back on the tracks. Maybe it's time to look at some of those bad habits you picked up and cut them out and replace them with some good habits. Maybe you're spending too much time on your phone looking at TikTok videos or Instagram or whatever. Maybe you need to flip that phone around and start filming yourself and working on your craft. So there's no excuses. There's tons of free stuff out there. You know, go look at my podcast. I mean, there's 77 episodes right now And it's a wealth of information and I created it for you. So take advantage of it. Go listen to every one of those episodes. Every one of those episodes, they're dropping golden nuggets for you to make your dream a reality and get you where you want to go further, faster. Success leaves clues. I've had very successful people leaving breadcrumbs for you out there, you listeners out there. So once again, I'm so grateful. From the bottom of my heart, I'm grateful for you, for for being out there and listening and making the podcast, you know, a top 2% podcast. Tell your friends, I want to be number one. Okay, 2% is good, but I want to be number one. So please share, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to my uh, YouTube channel called Inside the Manhattan Actor Studio. And, you know, if you know anybody who wants to be a model, my wife, she runs the Manhattan Model Studio and she's doing amazing work. And, you know, she really you know, does what I do. I help guide actors into this business, but she does it for models. So if you know anybody who wants to be a model, I highly recommend my wife, Manhattan Model Studios. You should listen to her podcast um, that she did with me on the Hollywood Remake podcast. Just look for Diana Gallo. And I just want to once again, thank you. I'm full of gratitude. What's your what's your thoughts? You really have to guard the gates of your mind. See your dream, visualize it, and then go after it like you friggin' mean it. Don't let anything stop you. Don't listen to the naysayers. Believe in yourself and and go after your dream like you mean it and it will come true. Okay, I look forward to seeing you in Hollywood. Take care. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Please rate, review, share this with your friends. Subscribe if you haven't.